What do I want? It's a question that everyone eventually has to ask themselves. The key motivator for every action taken. The cause behind every effect. So, what do I want? I want to go to a sporting event in every major venue. I want to grow within my relationships with my friends and my family. I want the freedom to create without the fear of failure. I want to dream without being hindered by reality. I want to chase new passions, new experiences, and new goals. I want old milk to branch out of the box and try new things. I'm accomplishing some of these goals right now, and I know what I need to do to achieve the rest of them. However, the one thing you should take away from this commercial is, I want you to buy old milk merch. try to like get into some sort of game at least yeah no like i i i played on thursday and it was really it was the first game i played it was trash because you know when you work out and then you don't have an understanding of your strength at all so with me when i work out because i don't understand the strength I, i don't understand how much effort i have to put into things so all my jump shots were hitting the front of the rim and just going and just like bouncing out. So one time I airballed and I asked everybody on the court, I'm like, am I jumping? And everyone like, no, you're not jumping. It's like, oh, like, I, I yeah. okay. So I should probably, this, this is something I have to commit to memory to jump. Um, but no, it was fun. I got, I got buckets. I hit a game winning shot, you know? Yeah. Nothing, 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 nothing too out of the ordinary. Yo, it's, it's crazy when you, when you're playing a lot consistently and obviously it doesn't compare, but like, it's funny when you like when we like watch guys on TV and their shots are falling and you're like, oh, he doesn't have it. His legs are dead. And then like you play a couple days in a row and you're like, it's not, like I said, it's not the same. But you're like, damn, I kind of like, I can't feel my legs at all. Like, I feel like I feel like legs. I feel like Jason Tatum in Game Six. Right. It's like, oh, my legs are made of cement. This oh my is great. god. <laughs> this um, is awesome. how do you feel about the Red Sox starting to win and still not being able to touch the Yankees? Hey. Red Sox have a crazy month coming up. They play Cleveland. They've taken two or three from Cleveland. Cleveland, Chicago, Toronto, Tampa, the Yankees, Tampa, the Yankees before the All-Star break or something like that. I'm very close to giving up on Chicago. It's – Yeah. Because it's too many injuries in the first place. I think they have like 15 guys on the IL for some form or fashion. um, And also a lot of them, like the pitching is just not where it's supposed to be. They hit, they're starting to hit really well, but also the the defense isn't where it's supposed to be either. It, they have the it, worst manager in the MLB. Yeah, like the, the the buttons that should be pressed are not being pressed right now. And it's and it's disappointing because I expected this team to be uh, like I didn't expect them to be the best in the league. I didn't expect them to um I expected them to win the division though, is is yeah. what I expected them to do. And I mean they still have a chance. And I guess maybe out of nowhere, if there's a stroke of luck and everyone gets healthy, they will, but um, I don't know. We'll see. But speaking of Chicago, this is the Cat Podcast, episode three ten. That is Taylor McLeod in a Brooklyn Dodgers hat. 
over there. I am Nate Sperlin. Thank you for watching on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and more. Do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. You don't have to do it now, but at some point, because we're talking Lupe Fiasco, um, it's your weekly tour through hip hop. That being said, Taylor, how are you doing today? Good. Can't complain about anything, really. This album was uh, was refreshing to hear at the end of the week. I mean, last week we got a surprise Drake album, and before that we had talked about Kendrick and Jack Harlow and all these artists who have such a high, high profile at this point. And so just to get a to get a real concise hip-hop record from Lupe was nice. Yeah. It's like yeah. a kind of what I expected from to get last week with Joey Badass almost, mm-hmm. but it just came it came this week from a from a from an artist who's kind of like pulled away from the whole machine. Yeah. At, at least that's what it feels like. I mean, I think I mean on some of the tra- I think well, before we get into it, um we're talking about Lupe Fiasco's Drill Music and Zion 10 tracks 41 minutes long featuring uh one feature who sings who appears on three songs, Naraya. Um I think also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. Check out all the Old Milk content at oldmilk.co. Check out the Old Milk Spins playlist on Spotify and YouTube. All right. That being said, um, I think the whole album is basically just a commentary on the, the, um, the status of hip-hop right now. I think that when you when you look at some of these songs like Precious Things on Phonem, on Phonem for sure is, is, is obviously like the... Um, the the one is the best track has the best verse versity year in my opinion I'm, I'm gonna make that case later but it's it's just the the summary i guess of the nine or eight tracks that come before it um lupe fiasco as always has his sister um reciting a poem to open up his album he's done that many times um but i i think that when you look at precious things and you look at how he's talking about the music industry, using a metaphor of his hands. And he's basically talking about how the, the basic story is, I'm trying to reach out to you guys and I'm trying to get an okay for my ideas and stuff like that. And y'all are basically saying like, we don't, like we, we, like, we don't want to talk to you anymore. We don't want to engage with you anymore. Um, and that's kind of interesting because understanding Lupe Fiasco's career and understanding how he's an artist with two classics um food and liquor in the cool are two classics are the two classics um and understanding how he also had a phase where the industry was trying to make him into um the rap equivalent of a pop star if that makes sense with lasers and him not really liking that album and him having some issues with that um additionally on his last album on atlantic i believe or was it atlantic on his last album on atlantic he literally it's the one album that i consider um, in his whole almost flawless discography, um, trash because it, it it was just bad. It was just bad music. But at the same time, you know what artists do sometimes in terms of I'm trying to get out this label. You need you want an album here. Just take just take just take the shit and accept it. And I'm gone. Like leave me alone. That's basically what that album was, in my opinion, or from my perspective at least. So I, I kind of let that slide. He gave us Drugs Wave, and that was amazing. And now he comes back. He gave us House during COVID. Um, just like three it was three. It was, a, it, was a, it was a short EP. I don't remember how many tracks were on it exactly, um, but him doing that and then now coming back with Drill Music and Zion, it, um, it, 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 it 
where he can fully speak freely on how he feels about the music industry and how he feels about what's going on in hip hop. Um, it's Lupe Fiasco. He's one of the best. He's one of the best rappers of all time. It's it's not debatable to me. Um, the level of metaphor and the level of double entendre in his music, as well as his ability to not waste bars or not waste lines at all, is something that is only matched by a few people in hip hop history. Period. Um, before I give it off, I I um, give it to you, Taylor. The last thing I'll say is this album is the perfect reason why rappers who just rap about who don't who just rap about the things they did and don't really have any lessons for the listener to take away from it or anything else but just a story or not even a story because sometimes the storytelling isn't even there either but just about what you're expecting people what you think rap fans want to listen to in terms of I did this I did this I did this and then like I have all this, I have all this. And like, that's why that doesn't move me as much because you have artists like Lupe Fiasco and Kendrick Lamar and Vince Staples and Saba that they still give you that from time to time. But at the same time, it's always, there's always a calculated reason why something, a word, a instrumental is placed where it's placed. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think, I think where a lot of artists and a lot of rappers have, Either they've gone one of two ways. Either they go the route of mastering the current game, where it's I'm gonna put 20 tracks on a on a record. I'm gonna have three that hit with streaming, three songs that make this thing go platinum. And then potentially later on, like brag about the numbers to be like, oh, I'm like, I'm mastering the new, the new industry, how things work now. And then you have the other other side that goes well that like pretty much like well that sucks like I'm not doing that like I'm doing this for the real you know whatever and I think that I think that on this record specifically that Lupe Fiasco does a good job of of kind of splitting that down the middle where it doesn't because of the because of the packaging of the record including the cover and the the use of you know poetry and different different interludes and like you know sung choruses and stuff where it's like still still very much a a cohesive album that's just nice to listen to even not looking to the double entendres or or anything past just throwing it on in your headphones and and listening to it and with every listen you start to get pulled in a little bit more and listen a little bit more and I think that's a the mark of a really good album but like I said, where, where some rappers go one way and they master the game and brag about that. And then some others go the exact opposite way. I think this is a, a really nice way to split it, split it down the middle because I've seen a lot of complaints about rappers rapping about rapping. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't know if you've seen that where it's like, Oh, they're just rapping about rapping. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I feel like part of the reason that I, like I started liking this music in the first place when I was young is hearing like the passion that a lot of artists have for this art form. And it's not like, I don't understand the people who are like, well, I don't, I don't want to hear you rapping about rapping. It's like, if that's not your lane, that's not your lane. That's fine. But for like the, the, there are, you need the artists who pay yeah. homage to the, to the art form on every record, on every song, on every album and not in a corny way. And I think that what makes this project a really nice, you know, breath of fresh air is that, 
there's commentary on each side of the industry and each side of the game right now, but it's, it's coming from a place of like, like love for hip hop and not Mm -hmm. a place of like hip hop is dead. I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, the, the, the heart of it is still there, but everything else around it is clouding that. So I think that this is like a really nice focus on the heart of it while including that commentary around it, but there's still the, the signature like Lupe Fiasco is a hip hop head. Like he's like, this is, this is not, I wouldn't say everything because it's not everything to everybody, but like, this is what he does for almost two decades now. This is what he does. He is, like you said, one of the best rappers of all time. And he, he shows that in a way that's paying homage to the industry, not the industry, paying homage to the music while pointing out the glaring, glaring, you know, negatives that come along with it. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Um, I want to talk about on phone them, um, the last track, um, the outro track, I guess you would call it, um, on this project. Um, rappers die too much. That's it. That's the verse. Is the verse of the year? It's, it's all. It's all you could. It's all you could get out of. It's all you could want out of a verse of the year. It's it's straight to the point. It's something that makes you think. In the second verse, when he comes in on the second verse, he says. I just wanted that to be short. He he explains the reason why it's so short in the first place. And it's basically, he basically says that, um, well, he's rapping, but I'm translating it, I guess, if that, sure, why not? Um, he's, he's rapping. What he's basically trying to say in the second verse is that I wanted that to just rock. And I just wanted you to just reflect on that a little bit because it's, it's true. It's something that um, is being, it seems like it's something that's increasing, um, which is alarming when you, especially when you, Think about Lil TJ getting shot in New Jersey um, just this week before before the album even comes out. It's like, what's really going on in the world where it's just so dangerous to be a rapper right now? Obviously, there's a lot of things we could point to, and this isn't um, this isn't the episode for that. But um, I just appreciated the timeliness of it, um, the 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 precision in which he does that he does continue to go on in the in the song and he talks about how he wishes that rappers lied in their verses referencing um one lying in their verses because some of the stuff that they actually some of the stuff that they rap about is bad shit to do in the first place um additionally because what we're seeing right now with the gunna and the young thug um court cases um, is that they're trying to use lyrics in court and that's something that's becoming more popular around the country for DAs to try to do. Um, and additionally, in the song, Lupe Fiasco recognizes that he's a part of the problem too. Um, in one of the one of the lines, he's like, I'm both sides of the problem. I'm P, sometimes the problem. P, in my, from what I'm, um, from what I'm translating, P is a reference to Gunna and Young Thug pushing P. Um, all that stuff going on, just that little, that little insert of that in yeah. that verse, in that song is just, it's just a little things like that, that people don't really catch unless you understand how, when you're listening to a Lupe Fiasco album, you have to be on your piece of cues because he's just going to say something and it's going to go over your head and then you're probably not going to catch it unless you're on like unless you're engaged and actively listening to what he's saying, if that makes sense. But on phone num is one of the best is the best song on the album. It's my favorite song. Um, 
versatile year on it. It might be one of the most impactful tracks of this year. And um, Taylor, what do you think about it? I think it's great. I like that that verse is the first one. Mm-hmm. So you're, it's not a situation where you hear two long verses and then the third one is that, and then it just rides out. I think because it's the first one, it, it gives it more time, like you said, for you to just sit with it and think about it. And because if it's at the end, it's just like a little outro, like just a last, like, I mean, in that, like, it would be a good closing statement, you know what I mean? But I think it, similar to this whole album, just being 10 songs, I think it gives you a chance to really like think about it because it's not like it, it's not like it goes, all right, that, that one verse or one line verse straight back into a hook or straight back into a chorus that like it's the whole space for like a 16 bar verse is there mm-hmm. so it's just music it's not it doesn't give you a chance to just just make it another bar like it's 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 fully there and then he explains it so it it gives you more time or not more time but it just makes you think about it more and Regardless of how things are right now, I think there's something to be said for not just rap music, but any music that actually makes you think about something. Because mm-hmm. obviously it's, it's like the best thing in the world to just put on like turn up music. And you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's like I don't think anyone would really debate that like that is one of like the best feelings when you that one song hits and you're like, all right, let's go. Like this is my song like this. 21, puts 21 me Savage in, on Jimmy Cooks is, is that for right. Me right now. And it puts you in a different place. This mm-hmm. is more like. I think there's something he said, though, for music that makes you just sit and not necessarily go completely big brain because it's really up front. It's straightforward. It's rappers die too much. That's the verse. It's not like. There are no double entendres there. There are no anything there. It's right. It gives it right to you and you have to and you have to deal with it. And I think that that's creative and coming from a place that Lupe Fiasco is in. Where he's been in the game for for two decades, he's a he's a professor at Harvard like it I think it just comes from a very well educated and well it comes from a good place it's from the right source it's not from the wrong source and that message can never really be from the wrong source but I think it weighs more when it's a guy who's seen all the sides of this game he he's been linked with some of the biggest artists but also will just come back and do a project that's really bare bones with soundtrack and, and just give it to you where he painted the album cover and all that. So I think it just, it comes off really well from him. And yeah, I think it's a, it's a perfect encapsulation of, of this whole project. Cause it's also nice. And it's, it's part of the hip hop legacy for, and it kind of comes back to the rapping about rapping. I mean, all the biggest songs, not biggest, but all like the best, like realist hip hop songs, they, they're commentaries on what's going on either in the world or in the game. And it's not, it's not always like, oh, I'm like better than this rapper. I'm crazy. Like sometimes it's just like pointing it out. And it's not like it used to be a badge of honor for for like to get like not name dropped necessarily, but like to get to get talked about, to get what you're doing talked about. And there's not a lot of specifics on this record, but I, I just think it's a I think that line, that song is a really good microcosm of what this album is. And it's like a very nice commentary on the current state of things without and it's not coming from a place of and I think I think J. Cole kind of comes from this place sometimes or at mm-hmm. least maybe five years ago he did where it's this elevated spot of like taking shots down at the rap game it's like 
throughout this project, Lupe acknowledges that he's part of it. He's been a part of it for a long time. It, it, and it's like a, it's like a first person account and it's not this like, Oh, I can step outside of this and like tell all these young rappers or whatever, how to do this and how not to do this and why they look this way or whatever. I just think it, it comes from a good place and because of who he is and because of his track record. So I think the song is just a, a, a it's a smaller example of what the whole project is mm-hmm. and what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, made this album in three days. Um, Miss Mural, um, the storytelling on Miss Mural also is something that um, needs to be talked about. I like, I mean, he's been doing this over his past. Well, no, that's not, that's not, he's, he's, he started doing this with, first started off with Mural on um, Tetsuo and Youth, a track that's like eight minutes long and there's no hooks and it's just him rapping. Um, I believe he does that. He also does that on Drogas Wave. And he does it here on Drill Music and Zion. And just the ability to essentially rap for three, four, five minutes without needing a hook in it, still making sense in it, still making, still being engaging, um, still being something that the listener wants to keep listening to, even almost to the point where when it's over, it's like, that's all you got? A five-minute song in 2022, making someone react that way in it, within itself is it's obviously an anomaly. It's obviously um, impressive. But the fact that he's made this into a whole series of songs, the same way people package um, mixtapes, you have, um, I don't know, Savage Mode, Savage Mode 2, like just making it just in the same uh, packaging as that is impressive to me. What did you think about Miss um, Mural? I think it's amazing. And I think that it still happens. And I feel like I, I come from this place sometimes of, where I sound like, or I think older than I am. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, I, I just like it when there's, there's continuity between projects. And I like it when you can find the threads between projects. So like what you're saying, where like, it's a series of tracks and, and they all they all bleed together. But like you said, at the end of it, you're like, all right, I want to hear more mm-hmm. from this perspective. And it evolves every time. And I think that the commentary on the on the world of art and everything, I think, I think sometimes that helps contextualize the the shots that get sent at, at the rap game a lot. Mm-hmm. Where it's not just it's not just this one genre that is is dealing with this. I mean, it's it's across everything. It's across like music, visual media, visual art, all this. And I think that this this whole record doesn't come off to me as like a a dusty hip-hop album you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like a super backpacky super super whatever it's like a it's a commentary album and I think that that where on phone M and a couple of other songs are very specifically about things that happen inside of rap I think Miss Muriel broadens the conversation to contextualize that and and point at some other spots that are dealing with the same issues but don't always get the same attention or same negative attention that rap gets yeah, for sure. Um, favorite tracks on Drum Music and Zion? Let me pull the whole. I like, I mean, track two, I know it's like the, the goatee fish thing where you mm-hmm. can pronounce goatee as fish. So I, I don't know if it's goatee or if it, it's fish, but I like the second track. I like Miss Meryl. I really like Seattle, the second to last track, and then on phone M. The way he closes out the album is amazing. 
because even um yeah. drill music the the track drill music in zion before seattle is really really good too all of them are really really good but i think that yeah. it, it starts to pick up in um drill music in zion and then it goes into um all the other tracks uh seattle and all phone um so seattle obviously one of my favorites uh we didn't really talk about it much but it is one of my favorites um one of our favorites on phone um too one of our favorites uh precious things i really like i like how um i like the metaphor in it and i like the overall message of it um this is this is what i expect from a lupe fiasco album i'm i'm very i'm very very satisfied and i'm not being paid to say that i'm just a very satisfied customer lupe fiasco so thank you for that okay. all right this is episode 310 of the cap podcast that is taylor mcleod i am nate sperlin thank you for watching and thank you for listening um do us a favor hit the like button and subscribe to the channel uh follow us on instagram twitter and tiktok at old milk media check out the old milk Spins plays on spotify and youtube and check out all the old milk content on oldmilk.co uh if you're protesting because of the bullshit that's going on with the supreme court please do so safely um that being said we'll be back when hip-hop tells us to be and we are out oh that was really quiet i hope you can hear that